everyone. Welcome to the 26th episode of the MarkCast. That's right, we've done 26 of these things, and uh, they're great. Every time I do these, uh, every time I'm editing them, I realize how much I enjoy doing them. So uh, this episode was really fun. I, I met a guy a few weeks ago when I was up in Boston for a wedding uh, in Brookline, and I stayed at this old house that I used to live at, and I met a guy who'd done a, a trip across the country. Uh, we just started talking to him there in the living room, and he was telling us about this trip he took a few years ago where he bicycled from New York City to Los Angeles. And he had all kinds of fun stories. And uh, I, I like traveling. And so this story really grabbed my attention. Um, it's a different type of travel. You know, he didn't get on a plane. He didn't do a lot of like, you know, no cars or vans. And so that's what was most interesting to me. It's a different type of travel. Um, he went from one side of the United States to the other. Um, I think it was in about six weeks or so, about about two months or so. And uh, he tells a story here in this podcast. So Steve Wheeler, he's a really interesting guy. Um, and, and the trip at the end of it all is that he, he got a job at the end of this that was kind of part of the whole trip. And so that surprise comes in at the end. And so enjoy. All right, how you doing? Good, man. Good, man. So, uh, Steve, um, let's talk about uh, talk about life. So, um, you, where did you grow up? I grew up in Queens, New York. Born and raised there. Queens, New York. Okay, awesome. Yep. And so, uh, we're going to talk about your journey across, like you know, the country, um, which took place. Yep. When did you that? A couple of years ago. Uh, the fall of 2015. So I left September 21st, and I got to San Diego in December 6th. Okay, so that was quite a journey. I think not many people have done that uh, or, or can do that. A lot of people have maybe tried and not succeeded. Um, what, so what got you there? I mean, I guess you grew up in Queens and then uh, I mean, what was, did you, did you stay in Queens your whole childhood and like growing up and stuff? Yeah, born and raised, uh, definitely a city kid. Not really uh, used to being in the woods and camping much. Uh, so that was all new. That was a total experience in itself. Um, but I just had to do it. I had to get out there. I had to test, test my will, test, be a part of nature. Uh, I always wanted to do a trip like that, and I'm happy I did. Um, and yeah. uh, what was it? I, I guess so. Did you always had you done trips and done like outdoor stuff? You know, growing up, off and on. You know, did you travel much? You know, as a kid and stuff growing up, uh, or was this what was this no, kind of like, curiosity? Not. No, All right? No, yeah. Um, so that was like a really, it was kind of, it was a lot different than what I'm used to for sure. Like I didn't even know how to like barely set up a tent or like how to, you know, I didn't have any cook, like any camping gear. I had to buy it all. Uh, like bought it all from REI right before my trip, like unpackaging it, everything the night before and like loading up my paneers and my bags and like. Figuring everything was figuring out as I went. Every day was like a new challenge. There was always a new, um, something new to tackle. Um, if it was like learning how to change a tire or a maintenance issue that went wrong or just navigation, um, there's so many different things that like small things too, where you just like something breaks down, you got to fix it with fishing wire and like you're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> how, so how did you learn that? I mean, did you just like, like, did you look up stuff online? Cause you had a phone with you, right? Even though I, I guess you told me yeah. you weren't really doing much social media, but yeah, were, were you searching well, things just on the way? Just kind of like, Oh, how do I fix this? How do I fix that? Or whatever. Is that, um, 
Not really. I kind of just, I kind of just use a, just kind of figured it out myself. Um, I looked up like how to, how to change a tire. I remember looking up that. Um, I looked that up before I left for my trip and then I took notes on the video and then what I what video? So took you, out my notes. So you consulted like, a, a video? YouTube. A YouTube, so you consulted some YouTube videos just about how to take a trip and, and, and different things you might yeah. encounter? Exactly. So I took some notes down while watching the videos and then I would refer to those notes a lot um, until it was second nature, like how to change the tire or, you know, like kind of like how to find the best camping spot, um, what you're looking for, like coverage wise, uh, what other people have done in the past. So it's kind of feeding off their guides and stuff like that. Um, so it was a lot of research before. I did a lot of research on my own. Uh, it was like months of research. And then... And then you, just, was, it, was it books fine. at all too? Or was it mostly just like on the internet, just YouTube videos internet. and stuff like that? How oh, nice. Yeah, it's just the internet. Um, there's like I... forums out there and people telling their stories and YouTube. Um, there's also this community called Warm Showers. And I think I was briefly telling you about it where people open up their homes to you that have gone on other bike trips and uh, they give you a meal, a bed, a shower, and you can stay for like a day or two, which was nice. So like you meet, I met so many people that way and you know, you hear their stories and what works for them. Um, about a month into my trip, I met this woman through the warm showers and she basically said I was not eating enough and that's why I was fatigued so like think about your diet like I didn't even have my diet down correctly and then I talked to her and she basically just told me to double everything and eat more fruit and definitely double up on my protein and once I did that it was like night and day difference about like how I felt every morning and like how more miles I was able to do just like those like I didn't even think about that when I was planning my trip (laughs) But, you know, I was so happy I met her because she changed she changed the direction of my trip that way. I was not I was no longer struggling every day. There was one day I was so fatigued I like had to just lay on the side of the road and just like take a nap. <laughs> you were just <laughs> like, midway. I was like, No, I don't wanna go any further. I'm so I only rode like forty miles or something, but I was so dead. Could not move. Wow. Uh, so that was kind of early on. I, I guess that was kind of like you hadn't even gotten out of like Appalachia or whatever yet. Uh, you had that to... was in that was in West Virginia. I met her. Okay. So um, so, so pretty much at like the beginning, three weeks right? The trip. Three. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. and what were you eating at that point? I mean, you just were like eating like I don't know, like the energy bars and stuff, or I mean, yeah, what I did you a start lot of at? Cliff bars. Okay. Um, so I, before that, I was only eating like one Cliff bar, maybe one banana. Um, maybe a little bit beef jerky uh, but then after I was talking to her she was like you need to double everything you're eating like you should be eating so much peanut butter um, she said you should be at least eating two bananas a day for the potassium yeah. um, you don't want to cramp up oh so uh, it's like because you're biking so much and your joints get all like stiff and everything exactly. right yeah. yeah I was getting all stiff and like I needed to uh, I need more potassium and I was like, oh, shit, okay. So I started, just, I just basically just doubled everything, eating so much more. And, you know, you have to be, that's like, you know, you think like, oh, I'm going to be hungry because I'm biking all day long. But, you know, you get into that move and you're not eating. And then all of a sudden, like, 
you crash real fast. So it's more about like snack, making sure you're snacking throughout the day and like eating when you're not hungry and it's like you gotta just eat and fuel the body and like you have to be consciously thinking about that or like all of a sudden you're gonna crash real hard out of nowhere and there is no it's harder to come back from that than if you can like sustain yourself on snacks on like trail mix um lots of peanut butter i was making peanut butter tacos that's what i call them just basically just tortillas and peanut butter (laughs) because they're flat so easy to carry and the peanut butter is just like loaded with protein so so I, I, I guess I mean if you're doing this trip, you got to be comfortable with just uh, you know just eating on the run. You know these like kind of snacks. Right? I mean, there's no time to like kind of sit yeah. down and cook a full meal or eat like a hot fresh meal. That I mean, maybe you stopped at places yeah. like here and there, right? But mostly you're just eating on the yeah. on the road, just whatever you can throw together quick, right? Yeah, yeah. On um, the mornings and then at night, I would pull out my uh, little campfire thing. Um, I had like a little pop up pot that you could boil water in. So I had, um, ramen noodles and stuff. Oatmeal in the morning. So I had a hot meal with there. I would just eat a lot of oatmeal. So like in the beginning of my trip, I was only one packet of oatmeal. But after I talked to her, I was eating like four in the morning. (laughs) And then at night I would use it to cook ramen and potatoes. So that was like my two hot meals a day, but like everything in between was all snacking. And you were Just going like what? Like 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 what you said about forty? Was it like between f- like fifty and like a hundred miles a day or something? Was that about your average? On a- on average was probably about like sixty five to eighty, a little more you know, closer to those numbers. Um, some days, rarely, I would do like fifty. If like I couldn't get to another town and I'd be stuck in between towns, I could only do fifty because I didn't want to be stuck in between towns without water. Um, so really, depending on you know towns but for the most part it was like 65 to 80 some days were like 90 um but i was biking i was losing the sun as i was going on through my trip because it was the fall so the days were getting darker earlier um so by the end of the trip it was more it was like close to 65 and the beginning of the trip was more like 85 so nice man and so like like i guess did so we you started in new york is that right new york city just like your hometown Uh, yeah i started in queens i left from my house (laughs) and like i mean had you already gone to college before this or was this kind of like in college you decided to go or what what was kind of where does all that fit in so i actually dropped out of college Um, so you left college just to do this trip well i left college i don't know how to do this trip but i was definitely like the next year so I left college in 2014 and then I decided 2015 I would do that trip so it all kind of led into one another um, would you leave college for just it wasn't it wasn't for you it wasn't the right fit or something like that or what was the what was the whole idea whole, uh, I could go on for a while about that it's just <laughs> you know I didn't want I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and you know I had a lot of older friends and they were graduating college and not getting jobs or using getting jobs with that didn't have anything to do with their degree and it was just like I'm gonna spend eighty thousand dollars and be in debt for something I don't want what am I doing yada 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 this is it's like this is all bullshit (laughs) like I don't know so I kind of like I left to figure out what I wanted to do with my life Nice, man. Well, I think I think that's a good point, though, because you, you bring up earlier, like, you did all your education just off of YouTube videos, and 
I don't know if anyone's listening that's maybe a bit older um, than this. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit old. I'm, I'm 35, so you know, I've been around a little while. How, how old are you? You're at 20, 20 something. How old are you? 24. You're 24. 24. So I think like like people that are like maybe like my age and older, um, even well, I don't know. I, I don't know who it is, but like I think almost everyone I think that's like kind of in 40 you know 20s 30s 40s you know 50s they kind of realize the value of like what you can do on youtube like i've heard older guys that like they'll watch like a 10 minute youtube video and they save like you know hours on like fixing their car or like you know figuring out how to do something in their yard yeah like just stuff that would maybe take you'd spend like days trying to find someone that knew it or just you know find the right book or something before but now you just like oh it's like a five minute youtube video Saves me a couple hours yeah. or something. Like it's just, it's all out there. Little tutorials out there, and you can learn. You can learn so much from YouTube. It's crazy. And that's like I think education is not really caught up with just like how much you know. It teaches you like in this old style to sit in a class and like read all these like papers, you know. But like, and regurgitate facts. Regurgitate facts. You know, write a paper that shows that you know this and and follows this exact rules. You know, because if you miss this one little piece. Like, they're not even really grading you so much on, like, you know, the content. They're just kind of like, do, do you meet the style guide? You know, do you have the right yeah. whatever? Check all these boxes. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, oh, and, like and they charge so much. I mean, that's the thing is, like, education has gotten so expensive based upon, you know, and, like, they're just not even really, you know, now you can just kind of, like, in your own free time, you can learn so much more. Um, yeah. But you got to exactly. go through that stupid diploma process that we've kind of set up and just, uh, I don't know, it's. So I think I think going getting that piece of paper really getting that piece of paper. So you start okay, but like let's back up. You started in so so okay. You left college. Where were you at in college? Were you in New York or where was that? I went to college, uh, York College of Pennsylvania. York College of Pennsylvania. Okay, and then uh, so so you left that, and then um, Mm -hmm. after that you kind of spent some time just kind of figuring things out before you built up to this trip or something. What was the? uh... Uh, I became a certified EMT. Um, So I had some. EMT background, which like it eased that eased a lot of people's worries about me going on my trip because I kind of had like I kind of knew if something went wrong, maybe I like I was a little more prepared than the average person if I needed to do anything like make a splint or like fix you know whatever whatever if anything went wrong. Thankfully, nothing did go wrong, but um, I became an EMT. I was volunteering for a while, and then. I read the book Wild with Cheryl Stray, and she took a trip. She hiked the Peace, the Pacific Crest Trail, and then I was like, well, this is my chance. I got to do something. I'm going for it. <laughs> I want to get to California. How am I going to get to California? And I was like, I'm going to bike. So from there, I was just like, all right, how do I do that? Where, where, where were you living when you started this? Uh, this was in Queens. So it's I was Queens. living okay. in, I grew up in Floral Park, Queens. Okay, okay, cool. So you see, you get the book, you read the book Wild or whatever. It, that was made into a movie, I think, came out a few years ago, right? It was. Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I read the book, but not the movie. I <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see. I didn't see the movie, but it seemed cool. <laughs> it seemed like it told a, an interesting story. I know. I, I, you know, I have a buddy that um, he actually did that a few years ago. Um, he did the whole trip, like I think walking or whatever, from Mexico to Canada. Just all through really? like, California. Yeah, he did. I think he did it about, took him about a month or two months maybe. I'm not sure exactly, but it was. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's some parts of that. I, I saw a lot of pictures. Like, you're just, you're not seeing anybody, no towns. It's all snow. You're up in the mountains for some days, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. So. It's dangerous, too, doing that alone is what I hear. 
Yeah, I mean, but like, you know, like anything when you travel alone, you know, it's like you're not you're never really like alone for too long necessarily. Like you're always seeing other yeah. people and you develop like a camaraderie kind of quickly when you're out, you know. Oh, yeah, right? definitely. Um, the big part about my trip is I met this guy from London who was biking from New York to San Francisco. And we, we met on the side of the highway in New Mexico. He came up biking behind me, and we just, like, looked at each other like, what? Like, <laughs> somebody else is doing this right now. Like, holy crap. Like, And then we biked together for, like, eight days after that until we split in, um, uh, where were we? Just north of... Arizona, Arizona. Flagstaff, Arizona, is that the one? Flagstaff, yeah, exactly. Um, so then we split there. And it was the best eight days ever just to have that camaraderie and just, like, to know to know someone feels what you're going through right now, like, battling the wind and the mountains and, like, you're not alone in this, which is, like, it was the best. It was a great feeling. I mean, that's great. I, I think that's one of the coolest things when you're traveling alone is, like, you have these, like, just surprises when you're kind of, like, you're alone for a while. And then it's so great just to, like, oh, wow, I'm with someone else that gets it. It just... <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're saying. Exactly. It's, like a, it's like a surprise too. Like you're not really ready to like just kind of be like, oh wow, this is. You're going from like being kind of feeling totally kind of isolated to feeling like, oh wow, I'm totally like connected to whatever yeah. the universe yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. It's funny because I was feeling like pretty like before that I was just like biking through Kansas and Oklahoma and, you know, I was pretty isolated in those states where it's so spaced out. Um, it's a totally different vibe. Uh, and then, like, I crossed through the panhandle, through a little bit of Texas, and then there, then he showed. It was just like, I don't know, it was, it was just like, I, for personally, I felt like it was like a gift, kind of like, was like, all right, thank you, like, I needed that. It was like coming back to you like this. Well, I think it's like after you go through, like, the hard parts, especially, like that, I mean, you said Kansas and Oklahoma, like that was kind of the more... Um, well, I don't know, boring or what was it? Was, what was it? it was just yeah. like a lot really windy and just kind of monotonous or something. So or? windy. That was like mental toughness right there. We were battling the wind. It's just like you know, you're going into the wind and cut your speed in half, and you're like, I should be doing sixty-five miles right now, but I'm only doing thirty. And you're like, damn it, <laughs> you're not I'm not moving anywhere. So that was like really hard. And all you're looking at is just flat land in every direction. And like growing up in New York City, like. That's not what I'm used to at all. <laughs> so like that was definitely boring. <laughs> were you did you did you ever stay at like in a hotel or like Airbnb and stuff like too? Or, or were you all just uh, doing camping or, yeah. or crashing in people's houses? So there was um, probably about three, four times I stayed in a hotel. Um, my family would call me and they were like, Hey dude, like you should shower and sleep in a bed tonight. We're gonna we're gonna pay for a hotel room. <laughs> I was nice. like, okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna say no to that. So they were like, just pick a hotel room, and then we'll uh, we'll call and make you a reservation. And it was just so nice. You know, you appreciate. I appreciate showers so much more now. Just like, <laughs> did that happen <laughs> you know, in uh, Kansas like or where, where was so that? A shower, and then you get into the shower, and it's just like. Wow, this feels so good. <laughs> where, where, like, where, where was that? Was that in Kansas or some of those hard parts, or was that like um, in the mountains? Or? I stayed in a hotel in Missouri. Um, Missouri. There was one in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, 
the last, and then there was one that I ended with a, two days before I ended my trip. My aunt and uncle bought me a hotel room. They were like, hey, dude, like, you made it. Like, here's a hotel room. <laughs> and so it was just outside of San Diego right before I got there. Uh, so I, like, showered up so I didn't show up, like, a mess in San Diego. <laughs> well, let's – so let's get into that. So you, you made it. I mean, I guess you did it um, – it took you, what, what was it, two months, three months altogether? About? It was uh, 11 weeks, so almost three months. Wow, eleven weeks, and you so you went from New York to San Diego, right? Yep. And yeah. when you got to San Diego, you showered up, you cleaned yourself up, and then uh, you, I guess you had some free time, right? You had, you had some time to spend hanging out. And, and what did you what did you uh-huh. do then after you're done with this? Did you just kind of like um, sit back on the beach fans, and like I made in it? San Diego. Okay. So I they had a pool. They lived like a couple blocks on the beach. So for the most part, I just relaxed by the pool at the beach um and i was just like nice all right it was really weird it was actually like really weird not like getting up and having to bike or like having like a task to do or a challenge to climb or just like i don't know it was like this a really weird adjustment phase back to reality like okay i'm done with my trip like what what now kind of thing so i just used those two weeks just to like adjust figure out what life is again like, you know, <laughs> well it's just, weird like, it was it was like, kind of like a little bit sad because i mean when you get when i've done trips where i've like kind of going someplace new every single day it's like almost like when you're in the same place for like three or four days after that, you're like, whoa, something's wrong. Like I'm not moving, yeah. you know, I'm not, yeah. momentum is not like, you know, carrying me on or something. I, I don't know. Totally. It was really sad in that sense where it's like, what, what do I do now? Kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of <thing>. <laughs> Your <laughs> body's like, let's go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like I should bike up to Portland, Oregon right now. Or <laughs> like. Because, like, that's a big trip, too. People bike the Pacific cro- the coast a lot. Um, there's a whole trail that goes all the way up to, um, what's it, Was- Washington. Did you did you think about doing that, too? Because you're like, hey, I got, I got some extra time. Or what were you kind of looking for? That's it. That's <laughs> it. But, but I had a flight. So midway through when I was, like, in, um, I don't know, I think it was in, like, Tennessee or West Virginia or so one, one of those states where I was like, I need – motivation to keep me going so i bought a plane ticket from san diego to new york um for like december 21st or something like that so i knew i had to be in san diego by the 21st so i can get back to new york for the holidays and then i bought a round trip ticket so i knew i was going to be coming back to san diego and then figure out life when i got back there so i had no game plan a lot of people were like what are you gonna do afterwards or like what's your plan and like even afterwards people were like what what are you gonna do now and i'm like i don't know they were like you had three months to think about this on a bike you have no idea what you want to do i'm like no like you missed the whole point the bike trip was supposed to be like living in the moment and like yeah that kind of thing. Like, like to, it's to prepare you it's to prepare you so like when you're making that next move or whatever you're like totally confident and ready to go or something right like that's yeah, exactly yeah i need to become like more centered within myself so i know what i want to do um a big for me like so much of so many people are so worried about the future and you know they're consciously like perpetuating this like fear where they're like scared for the future and they're worried and like 
they're not gonna have the job or the house or the wife and it's just like whoa 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 like take a step back like focus on yourself at this moment like you know what, what do you want to do today you know what do you want to do tomorrow today you know start today today and then move on yeah yeah i think that's because like you focus more on what you can do and you're not so much concerned about all the stuff that you can't do and then mm-hmm. it keeps you more uh i don't know more confident and moving forward like but okay so i met you a few weeks ago up in boston i was there for a wedding of uh of, of a friend um and they lived in brookline boston it's kind of funny it's a great place I, I used to live in the same house you're living now it's a great place for some reason that i love it yeah, it's just like I don't know. I've always, I always made made great friends when I was there, and just seems to have kind of carried on a lot of that uh, kind of just same atmosphere of just uh, just friendly people, you know. And uh, thanks for this yeah. crash for free, by the way. That was totally cool of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Um, yeah, alumni. Um, so uh, so let's get there. Like, how did you get to Boston? You're working, I guess, in a yoga studio right now uh, in Boston. Um, and how did you get there? You you went back to California, and what was the yeah. What was that next phase? So I went to California, and then I was like, all right, what am I going to do with my life? Uh, so I had a family in L.A., so then I went up to L.A., and I I crashed with them, and I was like, hey, like, is it all right if I stay here? Like, yada, yada, yada. I want to be on the West Coast right now and figure out, like, what I want to do. And they are like, yeah, that's fine. Like, So I started applying for jobs. I was really interested in solar energy, and I was applying to a lot of uh, – solar companies and stuff like that but i had no experience i had no degree <laughs> so it's just ah. like that wasn't happening <laughs> um but then there was a yoga studio it's called the yoga works it's um a corporate yoga studio based out of la and nice. they were having a job there and it was close to my aunt uncle's house so i was like all right might as well do that i like yoga um you I done it you done it before i guess there, I applied, yeah 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 like once or twice i was pretty new to it all um but i really liked it I, you know I'm big on like eastern philosophy as well so um, I just re- I kind of took to it oh, and cool. went applied for the job um, it was like a greeter position a front job position a nice. front desk position and got hired within two weeks I was speaking to my boss's boss and told her about my bike trip and then they instantly promoted me to a why a, a sales position within the company nice. so then I was doing sales for them um, for like nine months and then they told me that I forget how I found out but I think I told them I want to go back to the East Coast and be closer to family because I was feeling like all right, like, now what? Like, I got to find my roots. Like, my roots are back on the East Coast. My family's all back there. Like, I got to I gotta get back to the East Coast, but I don't want to live in New York. Um, and then we have three studios out in Boston here. So I was like, well, maybe I can transfer with the company to Boston. That'd be awesome. Um, so I just cool. put that out there, and then I found out that they were hiring, like, a customer service manager out here. And I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Um, and the company likes to promote within, from within. So I applied for it and I transferred with the company and been doing that ever since. Nice, man. So how, how long were you out on the West Coast for? Like about just a little while Nine then, months. huh? Nine, Nine months, yeah. It was from like January to September. So you just kind of felt like, I mean, growing up on the East Coast, you just wanted to like get a sense of what the West Coast was like, get a feel out there. Yeah. And then once you were there yeah, for a while, exactly you're like, it. you know what? I, I like this place, but, you know, I got to get to my roots, whatever, right? Is that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I just was always wondering what the, what California was like. Yeah. I would never 
never live in LA again. Oh, <laughs> so LA, you didn't you didn't totally click with LA, I guess, huh? No, no, I really like the beach. Yeah, okay. I clicked with it that in that sense, but everything else is just I don't know. I love Boston. I think Boston's a great city. It's so uh, it's like a small town city for me. Mm-hmm. LA, New York are just like too spaced out for heat in Boston. I can get anywhere on my bike. I can take public transit. You can take an Uber ride, and just like everything is within. A twenty-minute drive somewhere, or but, a twenty-minute yeah. bike ride. Yeah, or, you yeah. know, it's all it's all compact here, which is cool. Yeah, where were you living in LA? Uh, Manhattan Beach. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's the thing is like it's just it's tough to like. I mean, that's a great place to live actually, but but like oh, getting anywhere is tough, right? But, you know, like if you want to go out for the night and you want to go like downtown, it's like a 40-minute drive or something like ridiculous <laughs> yeah 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 i know it, it takes a while to get around it's it's uh with all the traffic and stuff too it's uh it's complicated yeah. well cool man and so uh now you're down in boston and uh and living it so how much did your trip cost uh across the country you, you seem like you were on a pretty tight budget and you were able to like yeah. you know budget yourself very well what was like what did mm-hmm. that cost yeah so i spent i had a budget i probably tried to average around like 200 dollars a week for food um and maybe like if i needed to pay for a campsite or something so i mean that was probably around like 22 to 2500 dollars right there um but then you know i bought a bike and my bike was like 1700 i bought all the gear um so i think like i spent around probably like five thousand dollars on the trip okay but that's including the bike right and the bike i guess the bike you you still have the bike right you still got. Yeah. You still have the bike. It's still uh, still holding strong. Yeah. Oh, the bike is great. Just got it tuned up. Uh, got a new lock. Well, what yeah. for, what's your what, what about for all the bicycle fans? I got a good buddy of mine. He's uh, he works at a bicycle shop and he knows like everything. And he, I told him about your trip and he he was really inspired by it because he he just got a bike this last summer and he's wanting to do longer trips. But um, yeah, yeah, for all the bike nerds out there, what what, what kind of bike do you yeah. have and what are the what are the specs for that? I got a Trek five twenty. Uh, with disc brakes um so when i was researching my trip i was uh i kept reading about like disc brakes versus the regular brakes the pads um and disc brakes are so important when you're flying down mountains and you you can always depend on your disc brakes they're always there um your pads your brake pads are more like they might wear out or they might give out at that time um going down the mountain and then you're screwed so or you got to be more vigilant on like checking your pads and replacing them more often um so on longer trips i would definitely recommend disc brakes they came they no maintenance at all and it was it got me through like i was one time i was going down i think the fastest speed i reached was what because i had a little uh bike computer i reached 47 miles an hour flying down a mountain so like, I was really happy I had reliable brakes for that. <laughs> wow! And a truck comes out of nowhere, and you just like on a on a turn or something like that, yeah, and you have to like slam exactly. off, right? <laughs> <laughs> Got to make sure you have brakes that work. What are the What are the components you have? Are they like the one of those like XXT or whatever? I don't even know what the top components are these days. I mean, they used to be Shimano, whatever was the best. But what what was what? Do you oh have? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have Shimano. Um, pedals um i didn't really upgrade my bike too much i put the pedals on um so i could clip in with those so you got the um, clips okay you got clippers okay yeah got clippers um got the disc brakes 
and then everything else was just like I kind of kept the bike pretty much how it came cool uh, so it was a 520 disc brakes by Trek cool and it was like it's built for touring is what they say and hands down got me through my trip it was it was an awesome bike it, it is an awesome bike I still ride it every day cool so I can it's a great commuter bike I commute with it um good bike and what about your saddlebags what would you use for that just orbitals orbitals, orbitals. Okay. yeah weatherproof orbitals uh i had two on my back rack so i had two bags on my back rack uh-huh. um, one on each side and then on the top of the rack is where i bungee cord my tent sleeping bag i had a sleeping mattress pad and flip-flops and some food sometimes like yeah. little snacks that I can get to easily uh, we're all bungee cord on top of the rack so all my weight was on the back which if I you know maybe had a, a bigger budget because the orbital bags can be a little more expensive um, I would probably encourage other people to even out their weight and do two on the front two on the back so you can have four bags more space and even out the weight um, would just, I think, be a lot better because a lot of the times, like, my bike would just, like, if I wasn't on it, it would just want to flip upside down because of all the weight on the back. Um, hmm. So I think, yeah, that, that, if I do, when I do this trip, a trip again, I would even out the weight with four, two on the front, two on the back. Oh, I see. And how, what, what size, what liter uh, size were the bags? How big were they? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. They're like the pretty standard. Okay, standard issue yeah. ones. Yeah, the standard ones. I didn't really go extra large or anything like that. Cool. And did you have like a, like a coat or backpack you also kind of took with you or anything like that that was special for uh, us or, or not really? No backpack. I didn't want anything on my back while I was riding. Okay. Um, I had four water bottles. All, you know, I had the, all the water bottle holders on the bike. I had three on the bike and then one in my bag. Um, but nothing on my backpack. And I had coats, sweatshirts. Um, I had, so one bag was all clothes, which was coat, sweatshirt. Um, I had two biking outfits, so I would alternate throughout every day. Um, you know, I had a red, I had a yellow shirt and an orange shirt, and then the bike shorts, and then two pairs of socks. And then I would have, like, sweats to sleep in at night. Two pairs uh, of socks, wait, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Dang, man. <laughs> so were you washing your stuff pretty regularly then, or or? No, I was. I was just dirty. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, man, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's really, I mean, I got no time to just sit yeah. around and do laundry. I got a bike. Yeah, that's right. That's right, man. Got to go the next thing. Cool. Two uh, pairs of socks. Wow, that's that's wow. Yeah, nice. and when I did laundry, it was the best thing ever <laughs> <laughs> you appreciate the simple things in life um cool man well what's your next trip you have a, you have a next uh trip kind of some ideas on the horizon or something for what oh, yeah. you want to do oh, what, yeah. what, what, what kind of what, what's your wish list yeah washington to michigan washington state or washington dc or to michigan or what do you mean yeah washington state um so you can bike so on my trip um a lot of people were telling me about the northern route Maybe. yeah could take um and that's like all beautiful especially in the summer so you go through washington montana um and then you can go all the way to like chicago michigan and but if you want you could probably go all the way to maine um which would be awesome as well but 
I kind of, that's my next trip. I definitely want to do a northern route in America. Cool. Cool. All right, man. Yeah. Well, hey, well, next time you do it, let's know. Let's figure it out, um, and uh, we'll do awesome. another. We'll do another podcast about it. Huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe uh, 2018 could be the year. 2018. All right. Let's plan on it, man. All right, Stephen. Hey, man. It's great talking to you, and uh, take care, man. So uh, this is an awesome yeah. trip, man. Thank you. It's good yeah, talking to you. All right, man. Have a great day. Take care, man. See ya. Hey everyone, well thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, that was Steve Wheeler, and you can find him on Instagram or other social media, talking about his bicycle and uh, adventures and other his yoga practices. And uh, you can listen to more episodes of the Barkcast on iTunes and on Stitcher and on SoundCloud. We have uh, the whole library of episodes on there. So take care, everyone.